Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Motherhood Unplugged. I'm going to be sharing the real and honest accounts of my experience of being a mum and I hope that it comforts you if you're feeling similar things. Make yourself a cup of tea, sit back and enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in everyone. I just felt compelled to record this episode today because I woke up this morning and I thought, I don't want to change any nappies, I don't want to push the buggy, I don't want to read and I don't want to play. And I just thought, oh my God, like, I bet so many mums and parents out there feel like this, but we just don't speak about it. And there was nothing wrong. It was just, I didn't fancy it, you know? And that is the thing about being a mum is is you, you can't just not fancy it. You have to opt in. That really just spurred me on to record this podcast because this morning I would have loved to have listened to a podcast with someone telling me that they were feeling the same. So this is me giving you that episode that you might just need, whether you're pregnant or if you're caring for a screaming newborn right now and you want to be somewhere else I'm here to tell you that it is normal and you don't need to feel guilty because we all feel like this from time to time and it's a normal aspect of being a parent if you were working in an office for example and you woke up and thought oh I don't really fancy going into work today no one would bat an eyelid it's just normal you can't expect to enjoy something 24-7 of the time is what I'm saying. It's just not realistic and it's too much of a burden to put on ourselves. So I'm going to be talking about how motherhood is a mixed bag of emotions. I'm also going to be talking about the love and the bond that you have with your child. I'll be talking about rage and anger, identity and how to positively embrace motherhood with its all of its messy elements, how to actually grasp the experience and be comfortable with the uncomfortable feelings that you feel and positively embrace all of the aspects of parenting. So let's talk about the mixed bag. I think this has been the thing that has surprised me most about motherhood is how you can be feeling so many different things at once for example you want to be somewhere else and do something else but you also want to be with your child like I have these moments with Juniper where I literally want to hold on to the moment because it is so precious and I'm like absorbing the whole moment and I'm also so sad that the moment is passing right before my eyes and I just wanna bottle it all up because it's that amazing. And I just want to soak all of her up and I almost just wanna eat her. Like sometimes I'll just kiss her so hard that I just, you know, I just wanna squeeze her because I love her so much and my heart is like swollen from how much love I'm feeling. And I just think, oh my God, I'm so lucky to have her, so lucky to spend time with her. And I just feel overwhelmed with positivity and and positive overflowing love. And then a couple of hours later, I'm not enjoying it. You know, I'm passing the time by. So it's just crazy that throughout the day, you can go from feeling that blissed out, feeling of like wanting to just absorb everything and live it to oh my god can someone just take her I just need to be on my own or I just need to rest and that's the thing is it's like a mixed bag but yet we're not really allowed to speak about this because 
you're supposed to be happy and you're supposed to be perfect and you're supposed to be enjoying it. And if you don't enjoy it, then you're not grateful enough. But I think the danger is that we try to be too perfect and we try to kind of hide these feelings. Another thing I want to talk about is anger and frustration. So if you're spending the whole day with a toddler, you will know that their emotions fluctuate from minute to minute. They can be explosive one minute and then be so sweet the next minute. So they do take you on a kind of roller coaster. And if you haven't slept well and you are feeling particularly vulnerable, then that roller coaster can be quite intense. And for example, yeah, if it's your time of your, the month and you're feeling hormonally um, not okay, you know, more sensitive and more angry, then of course you're going to be more susceptible to those emotional blowouts, you know, like the big tantrums or whatever it is. So it's okay. And then likewise, if you have a newborn who is screaming and crying their head off, don't feel bad for feeling angry. That crying sound is literally supposed to make you feel like that so that you can run to their safety. We are hardwired to have a physiological extreme reaction to the crying sound. So if you find that is grating on you and you actually like you're trying to settle your baby but yet you're feeling so angry yourself, it is okay. And one thing that I've been trying to do more myself is be really authentic with those imperfections. So I'll give you an example. We were in the car driving to Crouch End, driving to a group, a play group, and literally there's no parking anywhere. So I'm driving down these tiny streets, you know those roads where it's like, if a car comes to you, you're going to have to like reverse into a, a, a space or reverse down the road if there's no spaces. So I'm driving down these roads and I'm literally having to like reverse and back out to, to allow these cars to come through. Juniper is screaming her head off for no reason. I mean, maybe it was too much time in the car or whatever, but she's screaming her head off. So I'm trying everything. I'm putting the radio on, I'm putting classic FM on, I'm turning the volume up. Nothing is working. In fact, everything is is making her worse. So imagine I'm in these tiny streets and I'm trying to find parking and this cry is setting off this physiological extreme response within me. And I'm just feeling like the rage, like feeling like bubble up. And all I'm doing is singing Incy Wincy Spider. So I'm going, the Incy Wincy Spider, like literally, like, you know, trying to contain the anger. And then I'm like, twinkle, twinkle, little star. You know, I'm just singing, 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 trying my best to comfort her. And then it suddenly occurs to me why am I singing? I don't want to sing. I don't feel like singing. I'm pissed off. She's screaming my head off. We're in this situation. I can't find parking. Why am I singing? Why don't I just be authentic and be true to how I'm feeling? Why am I singing? Because the singing genuinely felt like it was winding her up even more. So I felt the blood boil to the point where it was like, you know, and I'm not an angry person. If you guys follow me on Instagram and you know a bit about me, I'm really, I'm really not an angry person at all. I don't have a short fuse or whatever the saying is. So anyway, so I'm feeling the frustration and I just turn around and go, shut up! Silence. And suddenly the guilt kicks in. And then I just hear her 
burst out laughing and I do the same and we both just laugh and the air is cleared I find my parking spot I park up we're all fine I put her in the sling we go to our baby group done and that was me just being raw and honest with how I was feeling in that moment so I challenged myself, why am I singing these songs? Why am I trying to behave like the perfect mother? Why can't I be imperfect in this moment? You know, I really had to challenge myself in that moment. So that was that. You know, I, I had a very raw and honest reaction to a situation and it was good because it worked out much better than me singing Incy Wincy Spider. And I also think there's something to be said for showing your children that people aren't perfect. So, for example, when I was taking her in the sling, I then said to her, Mummy, sorry for raising her voice, love you, and I kind of made amends. Even though we laughed it off and it was fine, I still wanted to address the fact that I, you know, I lost my temper, basically. So I wanted her to know that I was sorry and that, you know, I wanted to make amends, basically. And that was all fine. Obviously, she probably doesn't understand exactly what I'm saying, but it's modelling the kind of behaviour that I want her to have. So I think it's important to show that you are not perfect because if, for example, there are many situations throughout the day where you feel angry but you're bottling it up, that is going to come out one way or another and it's probably going to explode or end up making you sick. We all know our mental state of mind affects our physical state of mind and if we're suppressing anger is not just going to evaporate, it's going to go in you and it's going to store up and it's either going to blow or do something, you know. So I've said this before in my podcast, but there is a, a terrible stigma around anger. Even when Tom gets angry, he, he feels so much um, remorse and guilt. And I say to him, no, good, like get angry, you know, it's important, just let it out. I think it's very important. There's this whole like thing of like, you need to control yourself and control your emotions. No, be a bit angry, be a bit frustrated, let it out. It's very, very normal, you know? I think positivity can sometimes be toxic. In reality, we have a whole host of emotions and I think we should embrace all of them. So I just want you to know that if you feel anger, whether it's at your partner for maybe you did the nights and he didn't or she didn't, then it is okay, you know? You are not a bad parent for feeling anger and just allow yourself to be yourself and be authentic with those emotions because life is not perfect. You don't want to have a perfect bubble for your child only for that to be burst when they enter the real world and, and realise that actually people get angry and some people are mean. So I also wanted to just kind of speak about the fact that you are doing a job that is up for public scrutiny at all times. So for example, you're in the coffee shop, you're trying to calm down your baby or your toddler and people are staring. Or you're at your grandparents' house and you're trying to discipline them and your parents are giving you that look of, what are you doing, why are you shouting? Or you're at a friend's house and you start feeding your baby a particular type of potentially unhealthy something and you get a look. You know, so you're, you're doing a job that is always up for judgment. And no matter how great we all are, we all do judge from time to time. I have done that myself. 
I have looked at how my friends are parenting and I compare myself, you know, it's very, very normal. So I think what can happen is, is you want to be your best self at all times with people. And I think that just has a very negative cycle because most people feel like that. And so what you're getting is a lot of people trying to be their best selves and then when you lose it or when you feel like you're not coping you feel like the worst parent in the world because everyone seems to have their shit together and I'm here to say no one really does you know and and I I would encourage you guys to be more raw with your emotions and your feelings and show more of your your true self and the true way you you parent and I think that's why I have loved having a baby in the pandemic Obviously, there have been lots of stressful moments, but all in all, I have really enjoyed it because it's made us find our own ways of being a parent thing. And it's always evolving. It's always changing. I'm always learning. But I definitely don't feel like I behave in a way that society is telling me to behave. But I also think that, you know, there's no perfect way to be you have a very unique relationship with your child and I don't think for example the way I parent Juniper should be the way that you parent your child because we're different people you know so I think it's okay to find your own unique way of being a mum or being a parent and really trying to figure that out as you go and make your mistakes like don't be afraid of making mistakes it's totally fine and it's totally normal you know it's so taboo to be speaking about this like even this podcast feels so out there for me to record and I've got this kind of voice in my head that's like saying oh my god what if so and so listens to it and I'm like no screw that man I prefer to be honest and if this makes one person out there feel like they are what's the word like they resonate or they're not alone then it was worth it so I also wanted to talk about this idea that you need to make sacrifices for your child's happiness. So this kind of concept that the more sacrifices you make, the better it will be for your child. For example, sacrifice your job and stay at home. You know, some people can afford to do that, some people can't, but if you can, for example, or drop your creative projects to sacrifice and spend more time with your child. Stop exercising so much so you can spend more time with your child. And the list goes on. So there's this idea that the more you kind of give up, the better for your child. And that is so, so wrong. You know, there's this whole concept that you need to constantly put them first. And it's like, well, no, because you need to be a whole rounded person. And if going to the gym and having a good workout makes you feel better, then that's going to bring a better mum home for your child or a better parent home because you're doing stuff that makes you feel whole if that means signing up to a course or doing you know creating a piece of art or just going oh I'm just gonna go for a walk that's not sacrificing because there's this freaking idea that you need to choose constantly and it's like if you go and do that thing that you wanted to do for yourself there's often this background guilt that takes place of you're making the wrong decision you know you're you're choosing you over your child and actually it's like well no because choosing yourself over your child can actually in turn benefit your child because you are going to come back stronger happier more rounded and well you don't need to make sacrifices it isn't a this or that but you will know if you're feeling whole and um, well then that's a good sign that you're balancing out your time and making sure that you're doing things for you and not just for your baby and that's okay we're going to move on to talk about identity now 
and um, I want to introduce you guys to a concept called matrescence. So this is the idea that hormonally speaking, emotionally, you are a different person when you become a parent, like physiologically you change. When you become a mum, your brain actually changes so that the idea of baby brain is not just a, an idea, it's actually a, a fact that your brain changes. So you are more nurturing. But don't get me wrong, you know, mothering doesn't come naturally to everyone. But the idea of baby brain is that you have more nurturing kind of attributes and a need to nurture rather than, for example, remem remembering facts and figures. So that's why when, when women go back to work, they're a bit like, oh my God, like, oh, I've forgotten this because that part of the brain is kind of not really needed in the early stages of motherhood. So when your brain's fuzzy, it's actually, it's, it's, it's a normal part of, of becoming a mum. Basically your, your brain shape changes and they've actually shown this on scans. So matrescence explains this concept of change, of shift in identity, and it can be very, very uncomfortable. And there's that feeling, especially in the start of matrescence, where you're having a kind of push and pull, where you're wanting to be with your baby, but you're also desperately craving that freedom that you used to have. And there's this kind of, you're grappling with this new reality, and that can bring about so many uncomfortable feelings. So matrescence kind of explains this mixed bag of emotions because you're grappling with your new identity. You're trying to make meaning of who you are in relation to this new baby and, and this new family dynamic and how obviously the baby affects your relationships with other people, how the world views you. So this whole big shift is going on and yet you can feel isolated because everyone else seems like they've got it together. But actually, matrescence really does help to define and shine a light on this experience of push and pull and this experience of kind of confusion. So the interesting thing about matrescence is it's actually very similar to adolescence. So in adolescence, we know uh, teenagers go through this teenagers go through this really awkward period where they're kind of like meh, like ratty and you know spotty and hormonally different and they they almost like seem like different people and that's when they probably turn around to their parents and go fuck you and then you're like oh my god i raised you anyway yeah so they 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 go into this new kind of person and they have all their challenges and physiologically they're changing and so matrescence is essentially very similar to that matrescence adolescence similar words as well so we understand adolescence we understand puberty but we don't really understand matrescence and often matrescence so a normal uh, emotional shift that you go through when you when you enter motherhood can actually be diagnosed as postnatal depression so it can be misdiagnosed because we have a lack of understanding about matrescence. So Amanda Shacks, who is an amazing um, psychologist, talks a lot about this, this kind of um, misdiagnosis that goes on. So in short, matrescence can be defined as a kind of feeling of ambivalence. So um, the, the idea that, that motherhood isn't so, sort of good or bad, it's both good and bad. So kind of feeling the two things at once, what I spoke about in the beginning, then there's the kind of fantasy versus reality. So obviously when you're pregnant, you imagine motherhood and you, you probably glorify it. And then when you get to the, the, the situation, it, it, there can be a mismatch. And then there's the kind of guilt and the shame that comes with being a new mum. 
and um, trying to manage you know your needs and their needs and what that might bring up for you so matrescence is very normal we all go through it some say it never stops um, but particularly in the beginning when you are finding yourself as a new parent it can be intense so the last thing I wanted to talk about is how your love for your child can grow so there's this expectation that you are going to give birth and you're going to meet your baby and fall head over heels in love and if you don't feel like that it can be a shock it wasn't like that for me the biggest surprise that I have ever had in this whole mothering journey is how much love can grow honestly like since the day Juniper was born till now 18 months like my love for her has grown so much so much like it's unbelievable and I expected to have this much love that I have for her now in the beginning I expected it to be instant and it can actually feel so upsetting when it isn't because you feel guilty because you're like well why don't I have that insane amount of love and actually it's like well that was stupid to think it was going to happen like that anyway you don't just fall in it's like the love at first sight you know you of course they're your child and you love them in that sense but what I'm talking about is this kind of this relationship you know this relationship that you have with them and this deep love and desire to want to spend time with them and just adore them to pieces like that kind of love you know for me that that has grown and it's quite scary because I'm like this is you know how big can this really get because it's it, it just it, it keeps giving it's like that the love keeps giving and I think I just want to normalize like not you do, it's okay if you don't feel that straight away is basically what I'm saying so I'm going to leave you now with a few uh, tips for how you can positively embrace motherhood and its messiness number one normalize negativity and normalize those negative emotions if you have a partner you might find it helpful to speak to them about how you feel because what you might realize is that they are feeling the same and it's a lovely thing when you sit down with your partner and you realize that actually you are on the exact same page number two mother your way I fell in the trap of reading lots of positive parenting books and what I realised over the time, I mean this is a very recent realisation, is that these books are basically preying on your insecurities. So for example one of the um, chapters that I read was all about boredom and it basically said if, you, if you're feeling boredom with your baby or your toddler then you need to check that because you shouldn't be feeling bored. And I was like, the audacity to say that. Can you believe that? How that would just make you feel so guilty because a lot of these positive parenting books place all of the emphasis on you and they make you feel like if you're not enjoying things, then you are the problem. You're not doing it right. You're not doing it right because if you were doing it right, you'd be feeling blissed out all the time. And so I've stopped reading those books and now I do things my way and it's the best way because I mother intuitively. I don't play by the rules. I don't follow what other people are doing. I just do me. And like, it's such a nice thing to have found that that thing, you know, I just, I'm just me. And sometimes I behave like a bit of an animal with Juniper. And other people might be like, whoa, like, you know, that's a bit weird. But I'm like, that's just me, man. I, I like to like get on the floor with her and run around the house and behave like you know sometimes I behave like a chimpanzee or something I just I'm a playful person that's what I like doing so I I do things my way and, it, and it's taken a long time to kind of come to this but I feel like it's always going to be best when you find your authentic 
way. The third thing is to become friends with your child. So what I mean by this is, I guess if you're having a really bad day and you're with your child, ask yourself, what kind of day are they having? Because the likelihood is if you're having a bad day and you're feeling really frustrated, they are probably feeling the same. And if you're kind of not, if you don't wanna be with them, for example, if you're just having that feeling of like, I just wanna be by myself, the likelihood is is that they're feeling it and they probably feel the same so what I mean by becoming friends with them is like treat them like you would your friend and friends have respect for each other friends make each other laugh friends share jokes don't they we want to hang around with people that make us feel good and that makes us laugh and have a shared sense of time and connection and things like that and I feel like sometimes there's that role thing that comes in where it's like well you're the parent and they're the child and actually what I like to do is is to actually become friends with Juniper and get on her level because I feel like that then opens up a whole new way to connect and it isn't that kind of thing of like you're having to behave as the authoritative person you know, you can actually get on their level and and embrace their way of being, whatever that might be. And also being friends with them gives you a new perspective because what would you want to do with your friends, for example? So I go out for coffee and a croissant with Juniper and I literally like cut the croissant in half, I'll have a coffee and I'll get her like a little bit of milk and we sit like friends, you know? And it's not that thing of like, I'm taking her to the park to play because I'm the mum and I'm the grown up and she needs to play. It's like, no, what would your friends do? Your friends would play together. So it's a nice way of kind of reframing the relationship that might give you a new insight, a new perspective. And also it kind of gives you that perspective of, well, well, if you're bored, they're probably bored too. If you're having a rubbish day, they can't be having a great day. You know, we're all connected. I hope that all came out all right. You know, when you just launch into a podcast or launch into speaking and I just, you know, usually have a very clear direction for where I want to go. With that one, I didn't. And I hope that was okay. Um, guys, connect with me on Instagram. Pop that mama. I would love to hear your thoughts on the content um, and where I'm going with it. I think I'm in the position now where I would really love some feedback. And even if it's just a message like, oh, I listened to this podcast and I thought it was this. It means the world to me. I'm sat on my own in my shed talking to what seems like nobody, basically. So it's amazing when I get that little bit of connection back. So the final thing I want to add on here is obviously you guys know I've launched my online uh, course, Birthbox. If you'd like to know more head over to the website i also have group courses available so if anyone is pregnant and you're listening obviously i'd be delighted to work with you i've worked with a number of podcast listeners and it's always a, a vibe so i would love to hear from you all right everyone have a wonderful day <laughs>